This is a Demon FM podcast. official Demon FM news podcast. My name is Catherine and I'll be your host today. Due to recent events, we've decided to produce a series of specialist podcasts in relation to the general election. Each week, we'll focus on one particular political party and bring on a special guest to talk about the issues currently faced by the United Kingdom. In today's podcast, we'll be discussing the Labour Party and its manifesto. So to start with, obviously everyone knows who the Labour Party is. They are the main opposition at the moment. They have been for many years and their leader is Jeremy Corbyn. He took over from Ed Miliband. No one can forget that uh, bacon sandwich eating fiend. Um, But no, so we now have Jeremy Corbyn. Obviously, Jeremy Corbyn's come under great scrutiny at certain points in his leadership. However, he has proved to be a formidable foe to the Conservative Party in order to try and get control of the government. So let's go through the Labour manifesto. Um, So the first sort of policies we'll go for, the the key policies, I'd say, after reading the manifesto, is obviously they want to nationalise all of England's nine water companies. They want to reintroduce the 50p rate of tax on the highest earners. That's above 123,000. They want to scrap tuition fees. They want to um, put up the income tax rate um, to 45p on people who earn £80,000 and above. They want to introduce more free childcare, expanding free provisions for two, three and four-year-olds. There's a guaranteed triple lock for pension incomes and zero-hour contracts. They want to charge companies a levy on salaries above £330,000. They wish to hire 10,000 new police officers and 3,000 new firefighters. Um, They want to deliver rail electrification, which includes Wales and the South West. Interesting. So one of the first points we're going to look at is renationalisation. This is a topic a lot of people talk about and you'll probably hear a lot of people talking about it. So they wish to renationalise the railways and bring them back into public ownership as franchises expire. They wish to regain control of energy supply networks through the alteration of operator license conditions and transition to a publicly owned decentralised energy system. They wish to replace the water system with a network of regional publicly owned water companies. They also wish to reverse the privatisation of Royal Mail at the earliest opportunity. They want to create at least one publicly owned energy company in every region of the UK, public control of the transmission and distribution grids. The next point we'll look at is their opinion on the economy and their plans for that. So one of the first points is having extra tax so it can take in a total of 48.6 billion. They say 6.4 billion will come from income tax from the top 5%, an extra 19.4 billion from corporation tax. 6.5 billion from tax avoidance programmes. The income tax rate will be put up to 45p on earnings of 80,000 and above, as I previously mentioned, and 50p to be reintroduced on earnings of 123,000. Boosting wages of up to 5.7 million people, earning less than the minimum wage, to £10 an hour by 2020. They wish to create a national transformation fund that will invest 250 billion over 10 years in upgrading the economy. 
They wish to deliver universal super fast broadband, which should hopefully be available by 2022. They also wish to have a national investment bank as part of a plan to provide 250 billion of lending power over the next decade for infrastructure. Another point they make is that they plan to reinstate the lower small business corporation tax rate. And finally, scrap quarterly reporting for businesses with a turnover of under 85,000. Now, another point they make, well, a variation of points they make are in regards to the workers' rights. Obviously, they are the Labour Party and this did originate from, obviously, workers, you know, wanting to rise up, wanting to have their say back in the old days. (laughs) Um, So let's go through these. So firstly, they plan to end, as I previously stated, zero hour contracts. So it guarantees workers a number of hours each week. They plan to introduce four extra public holidays each year to mark National Patron Saints Days. They also plan to introduce maximum pay ratios of 20 to 1 to be rolled out in a public sector. They plan to raise minimum wage to at least £10 per hour by 2020. They plan to ban unpaid internships. They plan to also extend the rights of employees to all workers, including shared parental pay. They also plan to guarantee trade unions a right to access workplaces. And they plan to end the public sector pay gap. Finally, they plan to repeal the Trade Union Act and roll out sectoral collective bargaining, whereby industries can negotiate agreement as a whole and then enforce all workers' rights to trade union representation at work. They also plan to abolish employment tribunal fees so they will have access to justice, use spending power to drive up standards, give all workers equal rights from day one, whether they're full or part-time, temporary or permanent. And finally, shift the burden of proof so that the law assumes a worker is an employee unless the employer can prove otherwise. Another point that is really important for the Labour Party is education. Now, they plan to reintroduce maintenance grants for university students and abolish university tuition fees, which I find really interesting. I'm sure all you students out there may be going to university or have been to university are also interested by this. There is a National Education Service for England on their manifesto to incorporate all forms of education. They plan to overhaul existing childcare systems and extend 30 hours of free childcare to all two-year-olds. They promise to reduce class sizes to less than 30 for five, six and seven-year-olds. They also plan to devolve responsibility for skills to city regions or devolved administrations. Finally, they wish to incorporate free school meals for all primary school children paid for by removing the VAT exemption on private school fees. Another point which will be very important to some of you out there, health and social care. They plan to deliver safe staffing levels and reduce waiting lists. They also plan to end hospital car parking charges. And one million people will be taken off NHS waiting lists by guaranteeing access to treatment within 18 weeks. They also plan to scrap the NHS pay gap. And NHS will receive more than £30 in extra funding over the next parliament. They're also suggesting that mental health budgets will be ring-fenced and Labour will ensure all children in secondary schools have access to a counselling service. Another point is about social security and pensions. Cuts to bereavement support payment will be scrapped, as will the bedroom tax and the punitive sanctions regime. They plan to reinstate housing benefit for under-21s, guarantee state pension triple lot, as well as the winter fuel allowance and free bus passes. They plan to reject proposal to increase state pension age further and they plan to commit to protect the pensions of UK citizens living overseas in the EU or further afield. 
In terms of energy's labour plans, in terms of labour's energy plans, they will ensure that 60% of the UK's energy comes from zero carbon or renewable sources by 2030. They plan to ban fracking and nuclear power will continue to be part of the UK energy supply. They plan to introduce an immediate emergency energy price cap to ensure the average dual fuel household energy bill remains below £1,000 per year. And finally, in the energy point, they plan to maintain access to the EU's internal energy market and plan to retain access to the nuclear research programme Euratom, which will be a priority in the Brexit negotiations. Next, we'll go through Labour's housing policies. So they plan to build over 1 million more homes with at least half for social rent. Next, the homeowners will be offered interest-free loans to improve their properties, and they're offering guaranteed help to buy funding until 2027 give locals buying their first home first dibs on new homes built in their area. They also plan to legislate to ban letting agent fees for tenants and look at giving the Mayor of London power to give London renters additional security. Finally, on the housing point, they plan to make 4,000 additional homes available for rough sleepers to end homelessness. Now we'll speak about Labour's opinions on transport. They plan to extend high-speed rail link H2 S2 to Scotland, build a new Brighton mainline for the southeast, build Crossrail 2 to run north-south through London between Hertfordshire and Surrey, and recognise the need for additional airport capacity in the southeast. Labour's policies in regards to family and communities kind of sound a bit like this. Obviously, they've promised 30 hours free childcare to be extended to two-year-olds and some one-year-olds. They also plan to end the so-called rape clause which is part of the policy of restricting child tax credits to the first two children in a family. It means mothers who have had a third child as a result of rape can be exempted, but would have to provide evidence in order to do so. They plan to start a review into reforming council tax and business rates in favour of options such as a land value tax. And they also plan to start a national review of local pubs to examine the causes for their large-scale demise, as well as establishing a joint task force that will consider future sustainability. Now an important topic, democracy. Labour opposes a second Scottish independence referendum and has stated that they do not plan to enter a coalition with the SNP. They also plan to establish a Scottish investment bank with £20 for local projects and Scotland's small businesses creating work and stimulating the economy. They plan to build on the Development Bank of Wales using more than £10 from Labour's new National Investment Bank. And they also plan to continue to fully support the principles and structures inherent within the Good Friday Agreement. In terms of foreign policy and defence, they plan to support the renewal of the Trident submarine system, work with international partners and the UN on multilateral disarmament to create a nuclear-free world, Commit to a NATO benchmark of spending at least 2% of GDP on defence and will have a complete strategic defence and security review. They also plan to insulate the homes of disabled veterans for free. In terms of migration, Labour will not scapegoat migrants, as they've stated, and they will not set a cap on immigration, describing targets as bogus. They plan to not include international students in immigration numbers, but the party will crack down on fake colleges. Labour believes in the reasonable management of migration, but will not make false promises on immigration numbers. Finally, the biggest topic you've all been waiting for, Labour's policy on Brexit. They plan to accept the EU referendum result and build a close new relationship with the EU prioritising jobs and workers' rights. They plan to guarantee the rights of EU nationals living in the UK and work to secure 
reciprocal rights for UK citizens elsewhere in the EU. They plan to have a meaningful role for Parliament throughout the Brexit negotiations. They also plan to scrap the Conservative Brexit white paper and replace with fresh negotiating priorities with strong emphasis on retaining the benefits of the single market and customs union. They reject no deal as a viable option and if needs be negotiate transitional agreements to avoid a cliff edge for the UK economy. They also plan to keep the EU-derived laws on workers' rights, equality, consumer rights and environmental protections. They also plan to maintain the UK's leading research role by seeking to stay part of Horizon 2020 and its successor programmes. They also plan to seek to maintain membership of European organisations which offer benefits to the UK, such as Euratom and the European Medicines Agency. Finally, they will not allow Brexit to be used as an excuse to undercut UK farmers and flood Britain's food chain with cheap and inferior produce. Now, We've gone through the manifesto and with me now is Daniel Deacon, a proud Labour supporter, and we're going to go through it and discuss things that are factually correct and discuss what he believes and what he thinks about the upcoming general election. Say hello, Daniel. Hello. So, Daniel, uh, you obviously are a supporter of the Labour Party. I am indeed. What do you like about the Labour Party? Why do you want to vote for them on this general election? I just agree more with their policies rather than most of the other parties. Obviously. I don't really agree with Conservatives that much, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I do agree with Greens a lot, but they're going a lot for the climate side of things. Whereas I think we do have other issues that we need to also do as well. Obviously, climate is a very big issue and we're going to get that sorted. But yeah. Right. So basically, you're sort of saying that you do like Labour and Greens, yeah. um, but you prefer Labour because they focus on other things other than the climate change. Obviously, yes. you mentioned that you liked a lot of their policies. What um, is your opinion around their policy of next year having a referendum based on a deal they can get? Obviously, for the public, what do you feel about that? I agree 100% with it because a lot of people are being like, oh, we already had one vote on Brexit, but that vote was, one, not knowing a lot about Brexit, and two... There was a lot of lies around that campaign on both sides, but there was a lot of lies. Um, So this new referendum could be like, a we have a deal. You either, do you want this deal that we've got, that we can leave the European Union safely and actually have a good deal? Or do you want to remain? Rather than... Do you want to leave the EU and not know anything that's going to happen in the next what, however many years? Or do you want to remain and not, not deal with any of the trauma that it can cause? Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that, Daniel. Obviously, there are other policies um, surrounding Labour Party, such as the NHS. Now, obviously, during the big live debate between Jeremy Corbyn and Boris Johnson, it was discussed that the Conservatives are planning to sell off the NHS. I believe that's how it was worded. Yeah, planning to sell out our national health services, the exact words are used. What do you think about, uh, obviously, this everything, everything that's been released between the conversations between, obviously, the Conservatives and America? What do you feel about that? Do you feel like this is a huge issue that should be brought up more in the media? Should be brought up more in these conversations? It's it's a massive issue. It's one that we need to get. We need to like keep the Conservatives out of power for at least for this election, just because if they sell out our national health service, that's that's actually like it it's done. Mm-hmm. That a, a deal with America would be 
one of the worst things that could happen to this country. Our NHS service is something that should be protected. It should be invested in even more. And I know Boris Johnson is doing six hospitals right now and uh, 14 more after they've been finished. But that's that's really not enough. We We need to get the NHS issue sorted, get more money into it, get more nurses and more doctors. Well, you know, obviously, as you say this, um, I'll interject a little bit here. So obviously, Boris Johnson's reply during the debate was that it was completely untrue. And yeah. that, and I quote this, there are no circumstances, whatever, in which the government, the current government, the Conservative government, or any Conservative government will put the NHS on the table in any trade negotiation. So he basically said that the NHS will never be for sale. Obviously, um, Labour are claiming sort of like five hundred million a week of NHS money um, is going to be handed to big drug companies. Now, um, obviously, when looking at um, a certain website that's um, an independent website for fact che- uh, fact checking manifestos, um, it is the um, fullfact.org. If you want to have a look at that, obviously we've got no sponsorship by them or anything like that. Um, the claim that the NHS uh, drugs, um, obviously the deal will cost will increase by five hundred million a week is very extreme, and they have said it's extremely unrealistic because other countries, such as Australia, who have got trade deals with the USA, they don't have that much like five hundred million a week thing going on. So obviously. You know, what do you say about that? What would you say? Do you think maybe this is a fabrication a little bit or to try and really go anti-conservative? Do you think, obviously, as we're reading sort of the website now, this sort of situation itself is being exploited by Labour as a way to get the Conservatives out of government? Well, first of all, on the untrue part, I think that's one of the things it says. It really depends on how well you trust Boris Johnson with that promise. Because... If he went into a trade negotiation with the USA to try and get a trade deal, I don't believe that he would put that off the table. Mm-hmm. Just because like, if he was really wanting to get a really good deal with the US and they were like, we want part in the the NHS, I feel like he would go for that to get a really good deal. But on the fabrication, I think it is kind of an exaggeration. It it. It's a big exaggeration, but again, this this is the kind of lie that there was during the Leave campaign as well, where people were like, "Oh, we'll send we send three hundred and fifty million to the EU. Let's give it to our NHS." And obviously, that money is going to be nowhere to be seen because we're going to be worse off when Brexit actually happens. So, unless we have a really good deal. There's not much we can do about that. Okay, so thank you for telling me that, Daniel. We'll move on to a topic some people find extremely boring. I personally enjoy this topic. Um, so this is about tax. Now, obviously, in the Labour manifesto, it was costed with no increases in VAT or income tax or national insurance for anyone earning less than £80,000. What do you think about that? I think that's really good because I think the, the rich should be taxed more because it, it just makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, and he also says there's no increase for um, 95% of taxpayers which is also true um, because the people who are paid 80,000 more or more a year do account for 5% of actual taxpayers Mm -hmm. so everything in that is true and I think 
it's a really good policy to have. The rich should be taxed more than the poor. It just makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, another point in the manifesto Leb mentions is the scrapping of the marriage allowance. Um, obviously a policy that was introduced under the Conservative government in 2015, which gives a tax break to couples with a combined income of £62,500. What do you think about this? Um, I'm not as well versed on what that would mean for people. Uh, I imagine, I don't know how much the actual marriage allowance is, but I feel like scrapping it still, it might still give other benefits because if you scrap that, you might have more money for the NHS, you have more money for to put into other things, the environment, stuff like that. And plus, I, I don't know, I, it, it seems like that amount of money is smaller than everything else. Mm-hmm. I think it would affect everything that much. Now, another point in terms of tax Labour have been talking about is that they um, have proposed to extend uh, the sugar tax. Obviously, remember the sugar tax being introduced when all our food slowly started to shrink and we were like, what was going on? Yeah. Um, and they're proposing um, to extend it to milk-based drinks, um, which will affect everyone who buys those products regardless of salary. So what's your opinion on that? Because obviously I know that you do enjoy milkshakes. So yes. that will affect your uh, the cost of milkshakes. I'm actually okay with this as well because mm-hmm. it's tackling um obviously there there shouldn't be uh as much sugar in those re- drinks really as there is it is a bit excessive so maybe giving them a reason not to put as much sugar in is a good thing because if you have less sugar in a drink it means less people Getting uh, obese, I guess, is the mm-hmm. word. Uh, it means tackling child obesity, really, which is something mm-hmm. that we need to do because our country is kind of one of the uh, biggest countries in the world. I get you. See, what you say there about how um, everything's like reducing sugar, you'll find instead of reducing the sugar, a lot of companies will just make it cost more and obviously i know that sort of suggests that oh okay people will be less likely to buy them but when you have an addiction or something like sugar because you can develop an addiction to sugar um it's just going to really cost people more at the end of the day Um, obviously another point to bring up is that obviously around one million um uk businesses um had a corporation tax bill in around 2017 2018 of up to ten thousand pounds which means in most cases, obviously, as the website says, their profits would have been no higher than 53,000. Um, however, Labour's plan of putting corporation tax back up to 26%, um, obviously following conservative reductions, would affect the owners of, of these businesses. And these owners can earn under £80,000 per year. So, you know, what would you say to the owners out there who are worried this might affect their business, it will affect their income. Because obviously it's it's helping people who don't own businesses, but we'll find, like you find in nowadays because of social media and everything, people do have their own businesses, their own online businesses. So this will affect a lot more people than it would have when Labour in power last time. So what do you think about this? Um, Again, I'm not well versed in this area that much, but 
I I feel like it it more money in the economy to to put towards the NHS towards fighting crime towards the environment I think that's got to be a good thing and eighty thousand pounds seems like it's really low mm-hmm. but I feel like that that would be for what you're getting out of the tax it should be a good thing to do mm-hmm. um because we do need more money for all these public services because if we don't put more money into them then they're gonna start failing us which is kind of already happening obviously the wait times in hospitals are really long um for most hospitals out there i think it's worst in wales where like you can be waiting for hours and hours to try and get treatment um i watched a video um of somebody who was in the who thought they had appendicitis and they were waiting for five hours to get treatment Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it it I think it's good to get more money into the public services, and we need to get that money somehow. Obviously, mm-hmm. yeah, I get you. We can't really be borrowing any more money. Okay, so what did you think of the policies um, on the Labour manifesto, Daniel? Um, well, I do think it's good that they're trying to put up more frontline officers into the field. Uh, obviously, Conservatives are planning on putting 20,000. Labour are doing 22,000, um, which means it will be back to normal, that the numbers, because obviously since the Conservatives were in power, they got rid of 20,600 officers, which is basically 21,000, which is not a really good thing to do, I don't think. I don't agree with that decision to get rid of all of those officers because they, obviously, they were keeping us all safe by being out there and policing the, the areas that they were working in, whereas... Now we need to put more in just because the the Conservatives took them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So obviously, like you sort of uh, said, they're going to recruit 2,000 more frontline officers um, that have been planned, well, more than have been planned by the Conservatives. And they really want to invest in sort of, uh, they because they they want to kind of crack down on why it's happening rather than preventing it from happening. Well, it does prevent it from happen- happening. It is a pre- preventative policy of investing more in obviously communities investing more in sort of you know like probably youth centers and things so it stops people being on the streets stops people being in gangs and getting into that sort of violent um mind frame well thank you daniel for coming on the podcast it has been a pleasure to have you on here and uh hopefully we'll have you back on here soon Thank you for listening to our Labour special. Next week, we have Ella Sullivan on to talk about the Lib Dems. Don't forget to check out the Spotify for even more Demon FM content. Oh no, is it over? Well, don't worry, because if you head on over to Demon FM Podcasts on Anchor, you can listen to all of our other podcasts, as well as keep an ear out for any new episodes. You can also find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. Go on. 
have a listen. I support you.